Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Gina Teher, and I am super excited to dive in with Gina. She is a body-mind coach out of Puebla City, Mexico, and Gina and I first met because we graduated in the same class from the Institute of the Psychology of Eating, so I am so thrilled to see what you've been up to for the last couple of years, Gina, so welcome. Thank you so much, Casey. I'm really honored and so excited to join you in this important space. Like, it's so nice that you thought about me. Thank Uh, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you have really skyrocketed since um, your completion of that really beautiful course that Mark David put together. And I would love it if you could kind of share a little bit about, one, what attracted you to kind of the mind-body space and health at every size? Like what initially brought you into that world? Well, I've noticed that for many of us, it's been our personal history. I share that with a lot of colleagues. And I think that's... um, the most important motivation to do something when you need that. I started the course thinking it would be something for myself and all the way through it, I said, oh my God, like I can actually do this because it it works. It helped me a lot and, and I can see myself helping others. And then health at every size came as a wonderful plus, which now is basically the most important foundation of my work. Mm. That's I started observing reality and, and you know, started, I started uh, cleaning all those beliefs and I started realizing that you can be healthy in every size and that actually health does not define you as a person. So my soul said, yay, it's here. And I started, yeah, I started uh, getting more and more involved in it. I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. Like they say that we teach what we most need to learn ourselves. And I think that especially in the diet and body image space, having that personal experience brings a tremendous amount of empathy and compassion to the work. Would you agree? Oh, totally. I think that when the moment comes when a woman is so vulnerable and sharing very deep moments that normally we live in silence and isolation and then I look at them and say I understand they're like wow that connection is healing in itself it is and then we start realize that there's many more people who've been through that and then you feel like a normal human being and not such of a failure and, and you know defectuous person which is normally what comes with all these challenges Absolutely. And for our listeners that maybe are new to health at every size, because even though it is a movement, it is a little bit more of a newer movement. Could you kind of in a nutshell explain a little bit about that since it is such a crucial piece of your fundamental work? Of course, it will be my pleasure, actually. Well, health at every size basically says that health is more than just your weight and what you eat. Health is a continuum. 
and it's dynamic. And there's no such thing as a perfect health. And there's no such thing as valuing a person uh, considering the lack of symptoms or the, the presence of symptoms. It goes back to a very um, empathic and generous and, uh, you know, a treatment based in humanity. Because we have a lot of healthism, so we take healthism out. It also promotes that we start focusing on the habits. On the habits according to what our own self and our own body asks for. So it's a lot about connecting with our body and to stop following all the magic formulas out there that have nothing but getting us even worse. Mm. So we do not value a person according to, to their health, according to what they eat. It also promotes a lot of social justice because not everyone has access to organic stuff, which I don't mind. I like them. <laughs> I actually like them. But there's, you know, there's uh, a lot of um, injustice on this matter. Not everyone can buy the same amount of food or the same quality of food. And we tend to divide people on the good ones, those who have the right silhouette, the right weight, and who can afford the right stuff, and those who can't. And life and reality are way more than that. So it's about opening ourselves to reality and the diversity that comes with it, in mm -hmm. body, mind. I would say so, but that's my addition to it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. And so I'm wondering, like, how do people find you? Like, at what point in their journey do they actually even have the consciousness to go in this direction? And I say that because we've been inundated for so many years in diet culture. And so it's kind of baked in, whether that's fortunate or unfortunate, into ourselves. And so I'm wondering, at what point is there a conscious, um, consciousness shift to say there's got to be a better way and I need a guide to actually help me with this paradigm shift? Casey, that's such a beautiful question. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Well, it relates a lot to one of the questions you sent me before, which is one of my biggest challenges, because until I understood this that you're asking, then I could actually work properly. Uh, I have to say haste or health at every size is not for everyone and it's okay because we're not judging again. There's different stages, what we call readiness stages. And I say that there's this kind of, there's there's group of people who are really into the health ideas and they really want to keep on trying. And so they don't even want to hear about it and that's fine. I don't try to change their mind. Who am I to change their mind, right? If yeah. they're still okay there, it's fine. Then there's this other group that might be tired of it, but they don't even want to listen to anything new because it's too scary. Fine. Keep on working. It's okay. Like, no one's perfect and no one has the whole truth, right? Yes. There's this third group that is really tired, that it's starting to look for something new, that doesn't even know if this is going to work, but mm, maybe if you keep talking nicely to them, you know, and flirting, they might pay attention, they might listen. And normally that starts with all the videos in social media and the posts and they follow for a while and it's okay. Then there's this another group, group who's already tired and they say, I understand diets don't work. 
I really hit bottom. Like I've done it so many times and it gets even worse. And I never find this uh, pleasure and satisfaction and, and, you know, I never feel whole. So I don't know if I'm going to manage with this, but I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. And then there's this group that says, tell me what I got to do. So I basically work with these last three in their different stages. I'm not the kind of person who goes and tell people, oh, I have the answer because I don't know if I have the answer. I know what works for me and for my clients. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. So far, this is what works the best for me. Wow, that's awesome. So you said, yeah, it's, I love that. And you said so many things. So I just want to kind of unpack a couple things. One, I love that you already are so clear at the different stages of people before they enter your world. And I think that that's a really powerful thing because for the solopreneurs listening, uh, that is such a key point when we know our audience, we have an ability to communicate to exactly the way that they um, can receive our information. And also because you're so clear as a business owner, knowing that there's stages, um, you can pepper in information that's going to um, kind of, like you said, you flirt a little bit with them. You can pepper in what's going to hit each of the different stages along the way. And so like you said, maybe in social media posts and Facebook lives, you're getting people that are a little bit curious, but still have to kind of establish trust because they've been burned so many times from trying 17,000 diets. And so I want to pause there for a moment and ask you um, the how much of social media is um, a contributing factor to your success. If you, say, didn't do Facebook Lives and post on a regular basis, which I know you do, um, how much of that is a part of the factor of where you are right now today? Oh, it's such a huge factor. I I wouldn't dare to say it's all of it because social media is, it's just a part. Like you really have then to really sustain that trust and give the service back. Otherwise, no one comes back to you. But I would say it's like, uh, my father used to say, there's no point in having such a good bargain if you don't promote it. Like if you don't tell people you have this. So you might have gold and doesn't matter. So it's the way I show what there is and then it's on me to hold it. But I, I'd say 70 or 80% of my clients come through social media. Absolutely. And so um, I, I love the fact that you're value driven. Even when I asked if you wanted to do this interview series with me, you said, I'm sure we're going to be able to put something of value together for both of our audiences. And I have to say, you're my 24th guest and no one ever, not that they thought it, but no one ever has said that. So I really want to lift you up for having that top of mind of what are my clients or potential clients going to get from this? How can I benefit the audience and the listener? I think that that's such a key piece as well in success is getting out of our own mind and thinking about the what's in it for them. What are they going to take away? What are going to be the aha moments? What's the spine of what I'm going to be sharing? What are the bullet points? So I absolutely love that. I think that that's like a really key piece 
And I would also love if you could share a little bit of wisdom because I know many people listening are like, that sounds great, but one, I don't have the time to put a social strategy together. Some are like, I don't even know what a social media strategy is. And others are just like really terrified. Like I don't do video. I'm shy. I don't do video. I would love if you could share a little bit of advice since 75 or 80% of your business is driven from the presence and the value that you show through social media. Okay. Well, I would say that throughout my career as a coach, I've learned so much about accepting body diversity that now I use it in several areas in my life, and this won't be the exception. When you start fixing or, or healing your relationship with the body, you have to start with what is already. Instead of trying to get what you don't have or focusing on what you need to achieve, you need to look at the present and look what already exists and work from there. And with a business, it's exactly the same. We're all different. Not everyone is made for social media. Not everyone is made for presential lectures. So I would say, stop for a second, do a fast check-in. You have to see what motivates you. I get a lot in return when I give value. I have to say it's like a selfish thing because doing all this social media feeds me. So what feeds you? What makes your soul sing And how are the different ways you do it naturally? Naturally means you enjoy it. And when it's finished, you say, oh my God, this was such a delicious buffet. So once you get that, then start with that. Instead of trying to be or trying to act like the entrepreneur next to you. Starting to work with what is, you will be able to see a lot of potential. And yeah, you might work on this and you might work on that. But if you're not strong enough to hold yourself from what you already have, and there's a lot of skills there. There already are skills that normally we don't see because we're trying to get others. Then through that strength, then you can start developing more potential. But always, always, always that make your soul sing. Otherwise, you might burn out. You burn out anyway sometimes. It's so easy. But you burn out even more when there's no sense of purpose but organic like you are swimming in your own river you know I don't know if I I love it my heart is so wide open and singing from that rich rich wisdom that you shared so thank you so much for that I think it's really beautiful to start where you are and realize that something is in the present moment for you maybe you can't see it and you need someone that you trust to reflect it back to you but I love that you said start with what's already something that you're strong in and not trying to make the shoe fit because someone else that you're comparing yourself to is doing that so that is incredible I love that and I want to pick up a little bit on what you said about burnout what do you do to kind of prevent burnout because especially as a solopreneur or as an entrepreneur with a small team We're doing a lot of tasks. We're putting in a lot of hours. We have to switch hats many, many times throughout the day, week, month, and so forth. So what have you found to be effective strategies so you can ease that process? I don't know if we can avoid it altogether, but how do you soften burnout or be a little bit more on the proactive side in that realm? I love that you mentioned about softening it. There's no perfect stage. 
I really don't think there's this moment when everything is fixed and whomever says that, I tend to run away. So we are a work in progress. And if we're as coaches at least, because I know different kind of professionals listen to you, but as coaches, we need to walk our talk. And when we say, we say to someone like, it's okay, you're human, you're going to work with whatever comes, we have to do the same. So I won't say burnouts are out of my life because that would be a lie. But every single new thing I learn and every single tool I include in my toolbox first passes through me. <laughs> so I work a lot, a lot with well-being, right? It's not about changing my body, but learning to be comfortable in it. And that includes listening to myself. So I've learned a couple of tools that help me really check in, especially in the morning and at night, at least in different areas to know where I'm standing and then I can see, uh oh, I'm getting close, you know, I have to slow down. Because even if you lose if you love something, it's easy to, you know, disconnect and keep on going. So that's one. And the other one has been really finding value. In the beginning I would value my success according to the weekly hours I would work like coaching hours but I wouldn't pay attention to, for example, all the time I invested in social media or creating a new workshop or even having a sincere chat with a person who's not a client, but, you know, the theme comes up and, and you use that time. So I had to realize that all that has a value and, and there's more than just economical value. So social media, besides seeing the way being the way I show myself to the world, it's also something that fits me, so it's worth it. Mm. So I started feeding myself from all that. And every night I have a gratitude journal, and uh, there I see if what I did during the day really fed my soul and my body. So that really helps preventing or stopping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds such a um, like a, a very grounded practice. I love that it's something that you do on a daily basis because we can catch ourselves, you know, before it kind of goes down into the gutter, you know. So I really think that that's amazing. And the other thing too that I want to highlight is that you said many things that you do during the week that may not have a financial um, return on investment still are planting seeds. They're still offering value. They're still fulfilling your soul or even the goodwill aspect of um, sharing your gift of coaching with someone that's not a paid client. And so even in that, not only do you have the opportunity to connect soul to soul with that person, but also down the line, who are they going to refer to? So it's like this win-win situation, you know, like it will always be this happy circle of karma because you've, you've planted really healthy seeds. So of course they're going to fructify in such a bountiful way. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And, and well-being the same way I say the size of your body does not give a full value to your happiness or no value at all. My bank account, which is important and my health, which is important. They're not the only elements. So we really need to calm down and try to pay attention to several different areas. Yeah, money is important. Of course, we want money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. That's that doesn't make me happy on, it, on its own, no? Yeah, it's a factor. Like you said, it's, it's, a, it's just a chapter of the book. It's not the whole book. 
So I really love that. I saw on your website that one, you do a lot of video. And so I think that your message can really come about. Your personality can come through. And in one of the video series, I saw that you had um, good sex and food and how you related that it is a profound opportunity or a doorway into the soul and needing that presence or that space or having that opportunity to take a breath or to connect. And I'm wondering, because that may feel like a little bit of like um, unorthodox territory or territory where somebody would maybe shut down. And I'm wondering how you integrate sensitive topics, topics on sex, topics on spirituality in mind-body coaching. Well, I, I call myself a mind-body coach, but I think we are more than just a title. And uh, we learn through many different ways. And I don't think there's two mind-body coaches are exactly the same. So I integrate a lot. I respect individuality. And according to what my client needs, I kind of feel it, smell it, sense it. My, I let my intuition go. And then I think, okay, we can use this with this client. I always offer it as an option and normally they accept because when it comes to food and body they're only the tip of the iceberg there's always so many different possibilities around it so sometimes it is about sex mm-hmm. sometimes it is about, about spirituality and feeling connected sometimes it's about five six different things at the same time so mm-hmm. social media I do talk about these things. I always say, if this is not for you, it's okay. Let it pass. You're free. We're all free, but I'm also free to talk about this. And I only give like the general thing. Mm-hmm. One-on-one, we go deeper, mm-hmm. as deep as a client wants. Spirituality, it's the same. Haste, for example, it's a non-spiritual movement. That doesn't mean I can't use it on my social media, and I know a lot of people who actually say, oh, my God, this is so profound for me. Some others say, like, ah, what? Fine. It's no problem. The same way we accept body diversity, we need to accept being diversity. So this is just part of who I am, part of what I've learned that actually impacts body and food. And everyone's free to say, I want a bite of this or no, thank you. I don't like this kind of food. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I think that that's another like key differentiation factor of like, like you said, no two coaches are the same, even if they've had the exact same training, because a good coach or a good entrepreneur brings their full self, unveils themselves and their authenticity. And just like our fingerprint is unique, our style of coaching is unique because we have that veil. So I love that you were confident enough to bring in other elements that felt right to you and that you got results from clients. I'm wondering if that came natural uh, to you, like this is just supernatural. This is who I am. And of course it's going to transfer on. And also if someone's feeling a little bit like, Oh, I don't really want to get too vulnerable. Like I just kind of want to, you know, that feels like maybe scary territory. Um, how could you help someone kind of move through that so they can really help others get a transformation through their own vulnerability of or removing the mask of what we should be? Well, I, I want to answer in 
two different steps. The first one is it's natural only when it feels natural. Like I knew that sex and food came along for years. Only the day my soul said, okay, let's talk about this. It feels right. Then I will do it. I, I, do, not, I do not follow trends. Sometimes I forget to post about Christmas because that's not what I'm feeling at the moment, right? So I think that has a lot to do with uh, being able to talk about these kind of topics in a natural way. I only yes. do it when I really feel about it. Now, with clients, I am no one or no person to tell another one, you have to come here. This is the right place. As a coach, my job is to go to where the person is, knowing that there's many possibilities, respect the rhythm, obviously showing the options, and go step by step. I only follow with the person, giving them the confidence that I've done that part of the trail and that we won't fall. And if we fall, we'll stand up. So I hope that answers your question. Like if someone Beautiful. says, I'm not ready for that, fine, we might want to explore if you want to, why you're not ready. If at some point the person says, I really don't want to do anything, then I would say, okay, in that case, I don't think you should be spending your money. Or if you want just to chat, we'll do so. But know that if you want to stay here, stay. Just be conscious and it's okay. That's really beautiful. And it brings up a question that I have. So I'm wondering, like, I love that whole feeling. And on the personal side of it, I feel like so in alignment to that. And I think that that's really effective coaching to, like, meet the person where they are and if it feels like a push or a force, let's take a breath. Like you said, let's take a, a quick check-in. And if you want to, I can invite you to explore that deeper. But on the business side of things, and this is where I would really love your input because you have a lot of wisdom here. So for the entrepreneur that is just feeling that way, and I think that there's a difference between push and force and comparing or trying to be something they're not or um, or be an extrovert if they're really an introvert or be that enthusiastic person in front of the camera if they really feel more comfortable behind the scenes blogging. But I'm wondering where the balance is between that riding the edge, pushing slightly out of the comfort zone in the business arena. So um, like you said, you may have gold, but if no one knows about your gold, then it has gone on deaf ears. So I'd love for you to speak to that a little bit of the, the yin-yang synergy of having that graceful feminine approach of like ease and acceptance and then also a little bit of a linear of like, let's ride your edge so you can grow. Let's like, you know, put a little stress on the muscle so you can build for the greater good. Let's join the feminine and the masculine in one. <laughs> Absolutely. I that. Well, like I said before, it's important to tell people you have gold, but someone will use a microphone, the other one will use a letter, the other one will use a board. And, you know, it's about finding the way you feel more, most comfortable. That's one. Now, I'm certifying right now in positive psychology. I'm learning about the science of happiness, which is amazing. And something I learned there, and it's very, very important, this comes from Dr. Talvin Shahar, is that 
there's this point where you need to, to blend my present pleasure with my future benefit. And I want to refer to him because you, that's his model. It's all his. So, yeah, I need to stress, if you want to say, like the muscle, but I'd say it's more about having a motivation where you know it's going to bring a future benefit but only if it, if it gives you pleasure in the present. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to suffer the way. If, look, I am an introvert. Naturally, I am an introvert, but I develop, you know, it's easy for me to talk, <laughs> but I am an introvert. If this would be so stressful, I don't think I would do it because I would hate my work so much because of the way I'm doing it. So I would say find the way that makes you happy mm. and set goals from that. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's amazing. I can totally see why you're a waitlisted coach. And so I would love it if you could um, maybe nutshell, what do you think are the major contributing factors that people actually have to wait six or eight months to have one-on-one -on -one with you? I know it's several things, but if you had to distill down for someone that's trying to build their client roster, what do you think has allowed you in a couple short years to already have a wait list that people work a decade to get to get? Right. Well, like I said before, no person has the same life circumstances. So what I say might not be a full answer for others, but as, um, I don't know, life led me to have other businesses too that I have to tend to, which gave me the freedom not to worry so much about the income on the coaching, which actually was wonderful because then I got more clients. Mm. <laughs> so being calm about it gave me the chance to actually, I don't know, build a better foundation too. So... I had to divide my schedule in checking the other businesses. Even though I'm not there personally, I have to supervise. Mm -hmm. I'm a mother of two, which means my afternoons are blocked for mommy time. And that's very important because preventing burnout and lose of purpose, I need to feed myself. And feeding myself means being with my children and my family, having time to meditate and to do my exercise and to actually eat. That leaves a very limited, compared to others, amount of coaching hours. And then you add up all the social media and the, the clients I have need to know they have the time they need to finish. So every six sessions we do a check-in and we decide together if we're continuing. So normally they do, and they know that if they're already working with me, they always have the option to choose another six sessions. I'm not going to tell them, sorry, you have only three months because I need to move on with the waiting list. So I, am very, I feel so bad that I have to say, I'm sorry I have this waiting list, but if I do it otherwise, and I did already, I was not fully 100% there, and, and, you know, then... What's the point? 
So important. And it's such high integrity, you know, because in order to be fully present, we do have to cap off because there's only so many hours in the day, like you said, and also to be one pointed focus on our one on one clients. It is a gift of time and presence. And that's where really powerful transformations come from. So I think that's just really beautiful. And I think your clients are really blessed. And it's absolutely worth the wait. So um, it's it's really been so cool to watch you grow in the last couple of years and get to this point, and really have so many experiences that you bring to the table. What kind of fun things do you have on the docket as we're moving into 2019? Oh, after Two years, two years and a half for the first time, my team and I, because this is not a one-person work. What you see on social media has people behind that, right? It's important to say because people tend to think that, oh my God, she's doing all that on her. No, 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 no. I'm not good with technology. I don't do the images. There's very talented people behind who love the message and who love the work we're doing. So my team and I... We are working on an e-course, the first one we're launching, finally, hoping that this will help with the people who's waiting. Mm -hmm. So we design what we really believe will be the equivalent of the first six sessions with me. It's the basics. I never never promise like a fixed week because that does not exist. It's meant to be the beginning of whatever they discover but it's the first step and you need to take that first step. So we added very nice information. There's videos, there's worksheets and visualizations so they can actually embody the knowledge and and start turning it into action. Because when you just keep it here, you know, nothing happens. So this time we really believe there's value in it. Value is very important. I like to sleep calm at night. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're launching it at the end of January. Congratulations. That's amazing. I think that there's um, so many benefits when we can bring in a passive income stream. And I say passive with air quotes because obviously there was a lot of foundation and thought that has to go into developing an e-course, a digital course. But once that is in, It is um, such a beautiful passive income stream for you as a business, but also it reaches far greater than just your own backyard. So now your message can go very widespread. And I know that you focus on um, serving the Spanish speaking population. So will your e-course only be available in Spanish? For now, yes. I was in Belgium this summer and a friend of my husband told me, why don't you work in English too? And I looked at him and I said, okay, maybe the reason I never thought about that is because I believe there's so many wonderful persons working on the same message in English that the Spanish-speaking community actually needs some of us paying full attention to them because it's very few of us, right? I think that's amazing. Again, I mean, it's just like you narrowed your niche right off the bat and your people can really feel heard. And I think you were saying before that some of the message of health at every size and the movement um, doesn't translate the same from Spanish to English or English to Spanish. And so again, it's really knowing who your audience is 
and communicating in a way that they can just receive it, you know? So I think that that's so cool. I can't wait to promote the course because again, there's so many people in so many different countries that are Spanish speaking that will benefit from this message and not only from the message, but the message being given because you're the deliverer. You know, I think that we all bring such a unique gift to what we do and that's not to be overlooked because someone can hear something very similar but until you say it until somebody very specifically meant to click with you says it um that's when magic can happen like right time right place right person so i give you so much um kudos for being brave and stepping into the world especially like you said not being so tech savvy so i think that that's another key piece you don't have to be held back You just have to find support and other people where that's their zone of genius. You do what you do, which is create the content, bring the creativity, bring the passion, bring the empathy, and then bring someone on your team that can put together the tech side of it and build your digital academy and kind of go from there. So I really love that you brought that up, that there's really unlimited potential. There's no limitations except the ones we put on ourselves because there are ways to creatively have collaborations maybe in the beginning you do it on a barter system until you're big enough to outsource but there's always ways to kind of bring your message in a deeper wider way exactly and focusing on what is already like you said someone is a techie (laughs) i'm not i have she's my editor too And I know she can worry about that and I can worry about creating and and it really works and more people get the satisfaction of working on what they love, right? I think we thrive even better when we're in community, when uh, when it comes from an honest and a very uh, authentic place. Absolutely. I love it. So um, you gave a lot of words of wisdom, but if you were going to leave our listeners with some bright light, some inspiration, what would it be? Well, actually, that was the message I already had had in mind and I shared it, but I want to say it again. We are so used to hear that we have to change, that we have to be different, that only when we get something specific will be able or we will be worthy of. And I think that's such a big lie. Until we don't realize that we already have a lot, until we don't change our, the focus of our attention until what already is, we will keep on living in the absence and the lack of. And I don't think as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as health professionals, that we can actually walk our talk until we don't put ourselves in that position. Mm. The entrepreneur needs to vibrate in abundance. Yeah, spirituality here. Okay, but it's true. And the only way to vibrate in abundance is to find the one you already have. So Mm. just, you know, make the peace with who you really are and, and work from there. And I love what you said about the fingerprint. Show your fingerprint. It's unique. Hmm. there's a lot of value in it and the world needs it. They don't need copies. They need prints. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Tap into the deep well that's already within you. I love it. That is just perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to re re listen to this and put that quote out because it is just magnificent as 
You are my friend. I'm really blessed to know you. And thank you so much for sharing your time. How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, if they want to be a student in your upcoming course? Well, first of all, I need to say the blessing is mutual. The honor is mutual. I learned so much from you. I keep on learning. So thank you very much. What you do is amazing. You help a lot of people with what you do. And it needs to be honored. So thank you. Now, uh, well, they can visit the blog. It's uh, ginatager.com.mx. I don't know. We need to write that down. Maybe I will. I will share the <laughs> URL you. in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you. Because that's, I mean, I can spell it, but I don't think there's a need. Uh, they also find me on YouTube as Gina Tager. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Gina Tager Coach. Facebook, Gina Tager too. Uh, and there they can contact me. Like every single one has a contact button, button and you know, there's videos, there's articles. I'm very sorry about not having English material, but uh, there's a good reason for that. Well, absolutely. And actually, um, when I popped on your website, all I had to do is click translate. Yes. That Google had a little pop-up and everything was translated. So I did not feel in the dark whatsoever. I was able to read your blogs in English and so it's something super easy. I used Google Chrome and it was just something that came up um, and all I had to do was click a button and everything that you had on there was translated to English. So I know that no matter what language people are speaking, they're going to be able to get a lot of value and benefit from your message. And that's why we love having people as good in technology as you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for your time. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you, and thank you to all your audience for the time and the honor of listening to me. Absolutely. Adios. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Women Developing Brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.